This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Well, you know every week Johnny is, we're just about to come on air and we're just getting pumped up here in the studio. I listen to that theme tune and I... I always remember that I played the uh, the bass notes on the keyboard in that theme tune. Did you? I didn't know. Yeah, that. I did. Yeah, that's right. right. Now this is the second most contrived program in radio, Lincoln A to Z, here on Siren FM. I'm Paul Tyler, and over there, about to reveal the location of our grid this week, is the esteemed Johnny Hall. Hey, hello there, and here we go. I'm Jill Hart. I'm a bookseller at Waterstone. Okay. And uh, how long have you lived in Lincoln? All my well, all my life. I was born in Lincoln, but all my life near enough. Okay. Right. So, hey, we have. What have we got? It's an R. It's an R14. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. R14. You're listening to uh, Lincoln A to Z here on Siren FM. Uh, Johnny and I, we uh, we selected, uh, well, Joe Public actually selected, but we, we had the arduous job of uh, chopping that map up and putting it in a box uh, for Joe Public to select 52 grids for the Lincoln A to Z map. Uh, and we have to make a programme about each and every one of those 52. Um, now, later on in the programme, we're going to be uh, focusing also on Lincoln phrases, sayings, and words, and uh, you can uh, you can email us uh, if you know anything about that. If you uh, if you recognise the phrase Mara, for example, uh, Lincoln A to Z at SirenOnline.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook, and of course, there's Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z, and find out if we're going to be visiting a grid near you soon by visiting our website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot uk. Okay, is it time to go to the uh, the grid visit now, Johnny? Is it? Okay, right. R14, Canic Pits. Although, actually, should we, need, we need to have a look and see what's in the grid first, don't we? I suppose we do. That's yeah. my job, isn't it? Yeah, I should know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring Johnny in. Okay, uh, well, I mean, it's not much of a job this week, is it? Because no. um, <laughs> if you I look at this, uh, this grid square on our website, you'll see there's, well, marked on the map, there's the pit. Um, there's Lincoln Road, which is the one that runs out to uh, Branston. There's a tiny bit of what will be the Eastern Bypass. Um, and that's about it, basically. Yeah, there's a proposed eastern bypass. Now, back in Series 1, we found ourselves in the middle of a field in Swampool and we managed to make something from it. Remember Johnny going power crazy when he found he may, he may well even own a mound of earth there? Then in Series 2, we struggled with our rhizome grid, only to find a link to uh, Tim Johns, who appeared in the video from the now-defunct Changing Horses. Uh, and that video was filmed in that grid. We've, we found something. Now, can we do the same with R14? Canic pits. Can we make something from nothing? No. Uh, grid number R14, uh, and it takes us into, well, seemingly uh, the middle of nowhere, Canic, the pits, um, which is no, uh, it's no uh, description of Canic Village, which I'm sure, well, in fact, I know is uh, is, is, is a very nice place to be. Uh, but we've uh, we've parked our bikes just off the uh, the B1188, and. Um, 
we're very fortunate to find ourselves along a public footpath. Uh, Johnny and I's map reading skills are, are, are getting better and we've identified a public footpath that takes us through the far hand side uh, of our R14 grid. Now, there's nothing worse, well there's a lot of things worse, but nothing more boring than listening to people moan about hay fever. Uh, especially for those who don't have it. I suffer very mildly from it, but even I don't like listening to people go on and on about their hay fever. It's boring, it's someone else's problem. Um, I suffer, like I say, very mildly from hay fever. Uh, so probably not the best thing to do is to come and stand in the middle uh, of an oil rapeseed field, um, which is uh, it's always a nice thing to look at, uh, but I don't want to get too close. Uh, I'm sticking to the hedgerow, uh, whereas Johnny, well, you're daring it, aren't you, Johnny? You're right over there, right next to that, that oil rapeseed. Yeah, don't bother me. No, I'm not a bus. <laughs> well, thanks very much. It's reasonably overcast uh, today, so but it's very windy, and that, that's the thing that's bothering me about getting uh, uh, the, the, the seeds in my eyes uh, that are going to cause me to uh, look like I've been crying, like uh, Sharon off EastEnders. Uh, and the view uh, that we can see around us uh, is reasonably reasonably yellow uh, from it. Lots of uh, electric cables, uh, which uh, I know they either spoil the view or uh, I don't know. There's, there's something arty and uh, something to be had out of those great big uh, stanchions that, that that take the electric across the countryside. Uh, do you like those big things, Johnny? Yeah, I prefer these old-fashioned, you know, wooden ones, the little kind of T-shaped ones with a couple of wires on them, the big metal pylons. Uh, I suppose they have their own beauty in a way, you know, like like wind turbines. I know some people don't like those in Lincolnshire either, but um, uh, you know they've they've got a kind of um, functional beauty. So, out in the middle of a field, looking across, really, I wouldn't say the majority of Lincolnshire because Lincolnshire is huge. But we're certainly between here and Boston. Continuing to walk along the footpath and just coming to the, the brow of what you would never call it a hill, <laughs> so certainly not in this neck of the woods, uh, but you can just see uh, Hayington uh, over there uh, in the background, lots of uh, red roofs uh, just raising themselves up above the, uh, this yellow field we find ourselves in. So uh, we find ourselves on, on out of the, the grid now on, uh, on Hayington Road. Uh, from Canic Road, and we've been trying to find our way into uh, into Canic Pits. Uh, as we stated before, our map reading skills uh, aren't the best. Johnny's had a quick, vague look at his GPS on his phone, uh, but I stopped him from walking into a into a puddle. So we soon put that away. Uh, but it seems kind of, it seems kind of cheating almost if you if you if you're doing that, uh, you know, checking your GPS when you know we should be looking at our little A to Z map here. Seems like the uh, the honest and best thing to do. Uh, but we just found. Uh, just found a gateway to the keeper's cottage. Let's go and have a look over here. Now, on our journeys around the place, we've quite often been seen by keep out signs and uh, no entry signs. Now, there's nothing around here that that says keep out or no entry, but this is very much someone's sort of private private driveway, private gate. It's not locked up very well, like we've seen in uh, in, in some villages. However. Um, although our producer is wanting to take the risk for it. Um, I'm thinking this is no right of way. Um, so we, we stand now after having, well, what has been well a ridiculously long walk all the way pretty much around the grid. We've managed to walk through some of the grid. Um, and I, I blame myself, really, because I was moaning so much about the, uh, the, the nice weather on the oil field raid that now it's, uh, well, it started when well, it's light showers. There's a light shower going over us now. So we're getting increasingly damp. 
uh, a little bit worn out, maybe tired and hungry, and to be honest, a little deflated because when the pits came up, when we saw Canic the pits uh, on there, we thought you know that there'd be something, uh, something to see, something to to write home about maybe, um, but we had to walk all the way around it, it what seemingly private property, uh, and broke into various discussions between producer and presenter as to whether we should be hopping over gates, uh, realising then that actually there's probably not much behind those gates to get caught trespassing for, uh, and we may well have to send in a, a report to Ofcom uh, where, we, uh, where we should do such a thing. So we decided to uh, to come back now, and we find ourselves now on the on the public footpath back where we started, where the bikes are parked. But what we do notice by this is, is exactly where we stood is a proposed uh, route for the bypass uh, when the map was printed, probably 2006, 2007, I think. And uh, still no further on in that, still ongoing. Um, I mean, do you think, Johnny, that slinging a load of tarmac through through this field and, and, and sort of neighbouring fields around us, uh, do you think that's going to help benefit the city of Lincoln or, or, or take more and more people out of the city of Lincoln? Yeah, I think I think you know my views on this, really. The, the intention of the bypass is obviously to try and reduce traffic in the city centre. I don't think anyone who lives in Lincoln would deny it would be a good thing. You know, that needs to happen. Personally, I think there are other ways of achieving that. You know, this road's going to cost £100 million to build. And £100 million could buy quite a lot of public transport or a lot of cycle routes or a lot of, you know, better footpaths for pedestrians. And my feeling is that stuff like that could achieve the same, if not greater, reductions in traffic in the city centre as a bypass without you know necessitating having to tarmac over this beautiful countryside. Okay, so well, well of course apologies for the, uh, the the sound recording there but we really were uh, sort of up against the elements and uh, well we, we a bit of a discussion at the end we managed to squeeze out of it Johnny really about public public transport and we're going to focus on that in, in sort of upcoming grids as uh, I know we're going to speak to uh, Sustrans for example soon and uh, at some point we will uh, get to speak to Access LN6 uh, who have never been more needed uh, throughout that area of the city as the road work hit um, so we managed to squeeze uh, something out now I need to pick you up on something here Johnny uh, you really uh, two things on the, on the same subject you used the word wuss um, right. and you're not seven okay okay so there's that and um, also, um, again, I, I'm trying to trail for later on in the series, but there's a, a point later on in this series where you get to be uh, a bigger wuss than I. And, and, and I don't know, do you, do you want to try and tease the listener for that? Ah, this is the, uh, yeah, the snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll say no more about that. That, okay. that is coming up later okay, in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I don't think you can pick me up on, on my speech, really, on this, because <laughs> there, was a, there was a period in, in this recording, mm-hmm. um, and people would have heard it just in that recording there, where you uh, used the phrase, oil, rape, seed, field. <laughs> and um, in, in my edit, you know, my nice, clean, swish edit, yeah. nobody would ever have known, but this, this is what happened when you tried to say those words. Uh, so probably not the best thing to do during that time is to come and stand in the middle uh, of an oil rate feed. <laughs> come and stand in the middle of an oil rate feed. Uh, oil rape seed, isn't it? Right. Okay. Start again. So probably not the best thing to do is come and record a. So probably the best thing for me not to be doing is spending my time uh, stood talking into a microphone in the middle of an oil rape feed. <laughs> Can't do it.
So oh, there we go. Yeah. No. So I'll, I'll say wuss if you say oil rapeseed field. Oil rape field seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that, that did take uh, that a took long a while. Yeah. My, my editing scissors were were blunt by the end. Of the day, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it did take a long time. I, can't, I was <laughs> going to say I can't believe you did that, but I'm very very grateful you did because <laughs> well, basically, you know, because we have no content, we've just resorted to picking on each other, haven't we? <laughs> we have. Yeah, yeah. It was a very strange grid, and you know, we looked at the map and it said the pits, and you would think there's going to be some pits here, and that'll be really interesting. Interesting, and all we found were fences, and I mean, it was very obvious that the area where the pits are meant to be, or we walked the whole way around it, absolutely looked, inspected every inch of it, and could not find a way in. Big gates, signs saying keep out. It makes you wonder what what have they got in there. Is that like Lincoln Gears Area Fifty One or something? There's there's something fishy going on down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like I like your angle, yeah. Mm. Because I mean, my investigations. I, I know someone uh, who lives locally, and um, there was nothing really. Kept re- uh, going yeah. to a dead end. She uh, she went to I'll not mention any names, uh, but she went to uh, a local uh, parish council meeting. Spoke to a few people. Came just to, to dead ends. You know, sort of don't uh, don't talk about it. Don't ask about it. That yeah, kind of thing. Something, but uh, something funny going on here. I know, but we did. I did get very very desperate uh, while you were on uh, paternity leave. And uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. And uh, while you were on paternity leave, I was doing my my darndest to. Uh, <laughs> to try and get something out of this grid and I even looked at uh, and asked people on Twitter for tree specialists uh, because there were trees there because we wanted to micro-analyze yeah, you, know, yeah. you know this is this is what we're all about into finding out what goes on inside this grid we couldn't get inside the grid apart from in a, in, in a field where I can't even pronounce what the crops that are grown in there I mean we were really really getting absolutely nowhere with this uh, which was uh, well I wouldn't say causing sleepless nights but causing sleepless nights um, but then I think Towards the end of this, uh, of the grid walk, and we, we, we didn't get it because we packed the microphones away and we're just uh, unlocking the bikes from, uh, from each other. Do you remember that car that turned up in the field? Yeah, that's, that's odd. Whenever I see a car kind of randomly parked in the countryside like that, you know, I tend to think it's either you know, thieves mm-hmm. burying their ill-gotten gains somewhere. Up to know, no good, yeah. Somebody up to no good. Or it's you know, somebody indulging in a, a specialist pastime of some kind. Yeah, that so people the, well, pursue in the countryside. The kind of thing you may find on a Channel 4 documentary. Absolutely. Lincoln A to Z, R14. Uh, you're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren FM. Uh, so we visited the grid, R14, and found there to be plenty of fresh air, nature, field, seed, oil, not, not much else. So here's Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archive to let us know what used to be there. There's not a lot going on in this particular grid square at first sight. In fact, you might almost say it's the pits. But that's not the case because, as with all of our grid squares, even the ones with few map features still have an interesting story to tell. The Sibthorpes were the family who lived at Cannock Hall and many of them had a strong association with the city of Lincoln and the village of Cannock. Coningsby Charles Sibthorpe, great name, was born in 1846 and was one of the Sibthorpes responsible for the Cannock we see today. He was a son of Charles DeLayette Waldo Sibthorpe, another great name, and Maria Ponsonby Tottenham, brilliant, who was a renowned beauty by all accounts. Charles DeLayette Waldo Sibthorpe, who in the interest of brevity we'll just simply call Colonel Sibthorpe, was renowned at the time as the archetypal ultra-Tory Victorian politician. He sounds like he was opposed to most forms of reform going on at the time. The Reform Bill, Catholic Emancipation, and even those cursed newfangled railways. In one of his speeches, he called the Great Exhibition of 1851 an exhibition of the trumpery and trash of the nation. He was Lieutenant of the Royal South Lincolnshire Militia, as well as High Sheriff of Lincolnshire in 1877. This meant he was Queen Victoria's representative in the county, although I'm not sure what she must have thought of him, as he was one of those who opposed the idea of her husband Prince Albert having an allowance. The good folk of Lincoln loved him, though, 
he sat as Member of Parliament for the city from 1826 to 1855. He was known for his bluntness, called a spade a spade, which is always helpful, and was apparently very popular with the great ladies of Lincoln. A letter of the time noted, No one could kiss the girls better than Sibthorpe at the last election. Colonel Sibthorpe and his sons, including Coningsby Charles Sibthorpe, were responsible for developing the Cannock Estate Village, laying out new roads and drives, and rebuilding estate cottages in the 1870s. Being on the limestone ridge, the village had a plentiful source of limestone to quarry, providing building materials for such developments. This quarrying resulted in the humps and dips in the area of this grid square known as the pits. Speaking of quarrying, or rather mining to be exact, in 1872 the area was prospected for iron ore, but there wasn't enough to make it commercially viable to mine, otherwise Cannock could have taken on a very different aspect to the one we see today. Just as an interesting aside, in the area near here during the Second World War, there used to be a Royal Signal Centre. The command centre was in an old quarry in the middle of the village, now converted into a property. This camp later became a prisoner of war camp, and it's actually recorded as a German working camp. The proximity to the RAF bases along the ridge and the city itself meant that this hitherto peaceful village saw more than its fair share of wartime action, not least in March of 1942, when a Lancaster bomber crashed into Cannock Hill, killing four crewmen from 207 Squadron based at RAF Waddington. It seems that its subsequent peace might be disturbed yet again, if the perforated lines in the bottom right-hand corner of the grid square are anything to go by. These, of course, denote the route of the proposed eastern bypass. Uh, of course, giving a uh, purpose to our meanderings. That's uh, Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. Uh, thanks, as always, to the, uh, the hard work she puts in. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. OK, right now, uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, via Facebook, we've been interacting with uh, It's About Lincoln and also uh, You're Probably From Lincoln If, uh, the site's on Facebook. Both brilliant sources of information and photographs and uh, just local knowledge uh, is absolutely tapped in on. Very friendly sites as well. You know, you hear a lot about trolls and things like that on the internet, but they're very... Uh, I've not seen any of that sort of, uh, sort of thing on there, not like uh, other uh, things you can get now. Uh, what what Johnny and I wanted to to, to think about uh, and talk about, and actually, if you if you listen to me talk uh, when I'm not on the wireless, get me down with the kids with a wireless. Uh, I, I use a lot of slang terminology uh, and that kind of thing, and it's very much I think from a Lincolnshire dialect. Uh, so, is there a Lincolnshire dialect or the words phrases uh, from there? So we we put that out on Facebook, and uh, yes, I think is the is the answer. We got a huge correspondence on this. Uh, Johnny, do you want to kick us off? Vicky Thorpe uh, from the It's About Lincoln site says, uh, my dad likes to use far welted, which is one I've never heard. Of, oh, but I, really, uh, I really like that. I remember I do, reading yeah, that. Yeah. I, love, I love it. It's a brilliant one. Apparently it, it refers to a sheep that's managed to get on his back and can't roll back upright because of the weight of the fleece uh, is pinning it down. So it's stuck and it will die unless someone comes along. It, it basically means you're knackered. Yeah. So uh, I think it's fair to say we're far welted with this grid this evening. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I also believe the, the West End of Lincoln uh, has seen its fair share of far welted students just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, first one on my list uh, comes from Christine Smith, who's uh, well. She, I mean, she's uh, really, really taken to this and uh, and loves it. But the first thing she says here. Hello, Duck. Of course, Duck. Uh, very much a Lincolnshire thing, probably more South Lincolnshire, I think, but it still creeps in, and I really like it, uh, but certain members of my family frown upon me saying it, and uh, I'm talking about my nearest and dearest here, yeah, uh, yeah. and that and me Duck, I up me Duck, that kind of thing. I, mean, I love it. I think it's a really endearing phrase. But, uh, though, but do you use it, do men use it to other men? 
because if you go over the over the border into Nottinghamshire, mm. men use it for other men, and I find that a bit odd. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, in Lincolnshire, I think it's mainly men to women. To, to women, yeah, yeah, I get you. I yeah, get you. yeah, but yeah, in, in, in Nottinghamshire, apparently men are also mm. over the river. They're funny over there. They are they? funny lot. And uh, Christine also says, "What about Gansey? Gansey? What do you think Gansey oh, is?" Oh yes, no, I know this one. Was my granddad was a proper Lincolnshire, you know, farm labourer, and it's a jumper, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I like that as well. You see, this is this is only going to add to my <laughs> to my to my yeah, dialect and yeah. phrases that I already use, uh, which will no doubt uh, uh, annoy my better half. <laughs> uh, and uh, things like uh, frit, uh, obviously frightened or frit, yeah, or frit, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Um, Sandy James here says, uh, when I moved here in uh, 1975, Lincoln was a purely rural town filled with local people. So I found the dialects and sayings a bit odd to start with. Uh, hear all, see all, and say nout was one that was popular at the time, which is quite nice. Well, I guess that's a, a variation on the hear no evil, speak no evil thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, don't do out for now unless it's for your sen, which oh. I think is a, a credo we should all live by. Oh, sen, sen. <laughs> oh, obviously, oh, me sen. Oh, that's, I mean, I, I work in a factory and that is all about there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is yeah, very yeah, Lincoln, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. And... Um, so you've travelled around. Uh, you've travelled around the world, Johnny. I've travelled around the country more. And uh, when you meet people and you say, "Oh, don't be Mardi, don't be Mardi," yeah. Now I never realised that was a Lincoln thing. I thought that was just. I thought everyone knew Mardi. I thought everyone knew that. Yeah, yeah. but no. Apparently, it is a Lincoln thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, uh, very much uh, focused on the East Midlands. Someone's googled it. Here. Hmm. Our, our good friend Jim Green has, uh, has googled it. it. Says in the East Midlands word. But really, you go very far from these uh, these fields, and they are fields and pits. Then you you don't get people saying that, do you? Not really, no, no. Uh, another one here from John Bennett, who says, um, what's he got here? Uh, I'll go to the foot of the stairs, put wood in hole, etc. <laughs> put wood in hole, I've never heard that before. I've, I think it's something to do with the army, but we'll, we might find out more on that later. Uh, but he also suggests, uh, are you from Bardney, which is one that a few people have said. Um, and again, it's a phrase I, I'd never heard before, but it, it seems to be one that's very widely known. Um, and also he mentions uh, that were back when Brayford were uphill. <laughs> Which again really? is one I've never heard before. But even that phrase, the word uphill, uphill, downhill, you know, yeah. it, it, obviously they're, they're common words, but in Lincoln they mean something very different and everyone knows exactly what they mean around here. Yeah, they do. They do. And um, a, a page called CIA uh, Protest Art uh, is coming with a few here. Now, there's of course the scraps and scrumps debate. Now, a few people oh, have commented yes. on this. Now, that's a whole other program in itself. I mean, you know, you're thinking, you're thinking Lincoln, Lincoln A to Z's got 52 programs to get mm. through. Uh, we can get through 852 uh, with whether it's scrumps, scraps, or bits. Some people say bits. Imagine going to a chip it's shop and saying bits. Say bits. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but he also says that people, and, and, and he's, not from, he's not from around here, this guy. I know this. Ah, well. um, but he says that Lincoln people shorten words, and this is exactly right. Uh, so, skeg, obviously. Uh, Dodo Road, Skelly Road, mm. um, and uh, other derogatory names for certain areas as well. And um, Steve Herrick's been in touch as well, and he says that undesirables uh, from well-known roads, shall we say. And again, we'll, mm. not, we'll not shine any light on those. Uh, but round here, they're called scrubbers. Yeah, yeah, that's a very common one. I, I know the word you're thinking of. I, mm-hmm. I think we should come out there and say it, because I, I think the area has improved a little recently, and well, I, it has, I don't yeah. think it's necessarily quite what it was. So when we were kids, when we were at school, people oh. used to say wecky. Yeah. Something was wecky. Those trainers are wecky. Mm-hmm. Your mum's wecky, mm-hmm. etc. Exa- course means Westwick. I mean, yeah, it's a reference to, to Westwick Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westwick, is it Westwick Avenue? Westwick, oh, Westwick Avenue Westwick, and Westwick Drive. Yeah, yeah. And as I say, I think it's, it's an improved area now, and, and pretty, probably never was that bad. It was just, you know, kids latch onto a place and that becomes, you know, the wecky. 
Um, I, th- I, think, yeah. I think, you know, if we're going to be diplomatic here, I think it's fair to say there were some characters down that there road. There were, definitely, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's just have one more here. Uh, this is uh, from Mark Dams, uh, who says a, a very popular Lincoln phrase, bloody level crossings. <laughs> of course. We've all heard that one. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. chiming can mean only one thing it's time for a question of Lincoln just in the the background in the intro there you'd have heard the Siren FM choir just just warming up and uh, just giving us a an F sharp there I believe uh, was our good friend Soul 67 um, she presents Soul Time Mondays 7 till 8 and repeated on a Saturday 12 till 1 and she's playing the best in Motown Northern Soul and 60s and 70s Soul 2 Right, let's cut to the chase, Johnny. A question of Lincoln. Are you going to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go first this week, and I've got a, a nice, easy one you'll be pleased to hear. All right. Um, now, before I ask this, did you see Have I Got News For You last Friday? Uh, yes, uh, but I may not have been concentrating. Oh, good, okay. Uh, right. these, are, these are the days of smartphones, so I probably wasn't watching. Okay, right, well, fingers crossed for this one then. This week, a team of animal behaviour experts, right here at Lincoln University, published a study which got picked up by the National Press, and it was on. Have I got news for you? It did, and I, 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 right, I can't remember anything about oh. it, so you're safe, you're safe. But okay. I do remember pricking my ears up and going, ooh, Lincoln's on the telly. Right, right, well, thank God for your, you know, inattention. Um, <laughs> the study included a surprising observation of animal behaviour. Mm-hmm. What did the study reveal? Was it A, goldfish don't actually have a five-second memory? Mm-hmm. Was it B, cows can form friendships with each other? Mm. Or was it C, Cats don't actually like being stroked. Ten seconds, starting now. Okay. So now I'm thinking I do remember what happened, and I'm wondering whether to spare your uh, grace and just sort of say something about cows or goldfish when I really know that it's about the cats. Yes, it is, yeah. I knew knew it was a risk, but, you know, I'll give it a go. Okay, now, uh, my question... um, I couldn't even be bothered to put one together this week. Uh, I, I came into Siren FM here uh, midweek, and uh, there we, we, young people come in and uh, they do their work experience here, which is fantastic because they're keen and eager. So I said, "Hey, hey, young person, help me out here. Find me a question that's going to fox Johnny." And remember, my text to you uh, pre-show uh, was about the Bishop of Lincoln. Have yes, we had yeah. a question? So we really can't remember the questions that we've had. You're asking me questions about programs that you pretty much guarantee, you know, I watch. It is yeah, all yeah. veering towards the demise of a question of Lincoln <laughs> in Lincoln A to Z. Okay, so my question to you, uh, Johnny Lee Haw, is who was the first Bishop of Lincoln? And um, the young man who put this question together didn't really know that I'm no good at uh, pronouncing anything that's not John Smith. So here we go. Okay. Uh, William de Blois. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can tell I'm really trying there. Uh, Remigius de Faucon. Uh, or Edward King, as as A. William de Blois, <laughs> B. Remigius <laughs> de Fonchon, or C. Edward King. Ten seconds. Oh right, okay. Well, I thought you'd say Bishop Gross Test, whatever his name is, but uh, no. no, he's not there. So uh, this is a pure guess. I really don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A. You're incorrect. I'm incorrect. <coughs> okay. Who is it then? B. Remigius uh, de Fonchon. 
Well, there you go, we've learnt something. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, we know that I cannot pronounce French. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, right, okay, so that, that means I'm winning overall, does it, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I should say so. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Hey, up me duck, you're listening to Lincoln A to Z here on Siren FM. You alright, mate? Alright, mate? That's what they say around here, mate. Mate, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, during the programme, we've had a, uh, a text from your brother uh, in, up from all the way up there in Durham. Imagine they can do that these days. Wow. Uh, and he's, uh, he's texting me, right? He's just put a very short thing saying, Chippy Wall, our kid. Now, our kid, that was uh, a phrase that hit us. 1985, we moved to Lincoln. No one said our kid to mean uh, a brother or a relation. Uh, in Sleaford, where we lived before, just 15 miles south. Really? And then we moved here, and it was like hitting the north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's all right, our kid. But, of course, everyone says that now because of the the Gallagher brothers and things like that. However, you know, this 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 was still happening in the 80s, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, my dad has always called his brother our kid. Uh, Gary Brooks um, uh, has suggested Wazzock, which means uh, <laughs> an idiot, fool, or Wally. And Wally's a word I've not heard <laughs> oh, for a while as well. But Wally. No, I'm not entirely convinced they're, they're entirely Lincoln words, but uh, I don't know. They could well be. They're not, but they're, never mind that. We'd like to. I'm going to add those into my uh, my dictum for tomorrow. I'm going to call someone a Wally tomorrow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one from over here. Johnny, I'm going to give you a test on three. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask you, uh, I'm going to say the phrase. You're going to tell me uh, what it means. All, right. uh, all these from Christine Smith, the fabulous Christine Smith. Okay, so orming about. If you're orming about, what are you doing? Warming about. Mm-hmm. Is that just like kind of mooning around and. Yeah. You know, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can get the sense of these words, exactly. can't you? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelter. 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 Um, I know that. Like, get rid of says, that Kelt. Get rid of that Kelt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm lost with that one. It's a collection of useless things. Oh, okay. Last one. You, you, if you don't know this, I'm, I'm walking out that door. Okay. Nebby. Nosy. Of course. Oh, of course yeah. I, like, I like nebby. That's a good one. Yeah. Gleg's a good word as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, that's just a good Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's above there. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, ain't backwards and coming forwards. Oh. It's obviously not backwards and yeah, coming forwards. See, now we're starting to get the dialect. We're starting to get the. All right, mate. Absolutely. Somebody has got a kilter as well. This is Neil Armstrong. Uh, Neil Armstrong also mentions ramble, uh, meaning rubbish, which is a close relation of kilter, I guess. It is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And he also says, uh, of a yonder. Which, uh, oh, of course, yeah, means yeah. over there. And again, a word that my granddad, who was a proper, real thick Lincolnshire accent, <laughs> uh, used to use that a lot, of a yonder. Okay, now this is come from uh, the Facebook page. You're probably from Lincoln here, Brenda Waby. Uh, we all said this is teens. Giz a swag. Giz a swag. Giz a swag. I, bet, I, I, I don't think that's used far beyond these, these shores, do you? No, no. What does that mean? Gives us gives a swag. No, come on. Really? Passes that tizer, gives a swag. Oh, right, okay. Ah, so I'd say swig. Mm. Yeah, controversial. <laughs> right, so uh, just remind us about that Bardney one, Johnny. Bardney, yeah, there's a phrase that a few people have said was something like, where is it? I've lost it now. It's, uh, do you come from Bardney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, used as a kind of admonishment for people, and I, I had no idea what this is. I think I have heard it around, but I have no idea what it means. Uh, Neil Armstrong again uh, suggested it, is, it comes from uh, Bardney Abbey. Uh, one story is that King Oswald was killed at the bottle of Oswestry and his body was brought to Barney Abbey by his niece, Queen Osrith. Uh, but the monks refused to admit him, and so he was left outside. Um, so that that's one possible uh, option for it. Another one, which has also been uh, put forward to us, is Rosemary Jackson. It's something to do with, again, it's the Abbey, but it's about leaving the door open for travellers and pilgrims. I so I think it's, you come from Barney, it's something to do with leaving the door open. Yeah. Shut that door. Hey, up, mate. Shut that door. We're born in Bardney. Lincoln, A to Z, R14. Uh, okay, right. Now then, 
thinking back to our first ever grid where I thought a brick would be a good addition to our Lincoln A to Z exhibition. Uh, that's until I had to put it in my rucksack and pedal home with it. You'd have thought I'd have learned my lesson, wouldn't you? So an object for our exhibition down in the collection in December 2014. We're really looking forward to putting that together. In some places it's very easy. Sometimes we meet people and they give us an object and they say, here, have that. That's, that that'll do for your object, won't it? And we say, oh, yes, yes, thank you very much. Saves us having to do any work. Um, on a grid such as this, where we, we're not really allowed in most of it, uh, we've, we've walked along a public uh, footpath where stones, grass... Uh, <laughs> nothing that you want to display in an exhibition uh, is, is prevalent. We've seen a lot of litter. Um, people of Lincoln, Lincolnshire, sort yourselves out. Loads of litter by the roadside here. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not too clever. Um, but one thing we have picked up from the side of the road is a bit of tarmac, uh, a lump of tarmac, uh, probably about three three inches square, I would say, uh, reasonably heavy if you if you walk if you're walking around with it, um, and, and that really resembles to us uh, the difference between. Uh, what what is here now and what is planned here and this lump of tarmac could could perhaps well resemble uh, what happens to this really lovely area of countryside and a, and uh, a business for somebody uh, if we if we plow uh, a load of tarmac uh, all the way through it and the worry for me as the finder of this object as we said uh, back in our first ever square Bracebridge Square when we decided what we were going to do with objects when I selected rather ridiculously a brick and so we decided then whoever chooses uh, the item uh, that we, we're going to display in our in our exhibition uh, they have to carry it home uh, in their backpack uh, so I'm about to put this great big lump of tarmac in my backpack and I've got to cycle home what a fool yeah I do I, I sometimes wonder about us Johnny but uh, I think Radio is a, a brilliant medium. You and I both love it, don't you? Know, I mean, that's why that's why we're here. You know, in our spare time, uh, volunteering. Uh, you can call this volunteering. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's an ego trip, isn't it? Of course, it is. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, of course, I volunteer. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, okay. So, but the look. What what we can't put across it was when I picked up that lump of tarmac with the look on your face, as if to say. What the is he doing there? <laughs> yeah, the the objects are difficult in some areas, and again, you know, as we've said, that this this area, this this grid square, was so close to us. Basically, the mm -hmm. the meat of it was behind fences; we couldn't get to it. So, it becomes very difficult to then keep up with this idea of collecting an object from each area, and um, it, it can get a bit desperate, can't it? It can. However. I, I think we I, really, I actually really think, turned yeah, that around. That, I think that's really poignant, isn't it? Yeah. When you first picked it up, I thought, yeah, as you say, what the hell is he doing? But absolutely right. It, it represents what that area is going to be. Yeah, we re-recorded re that uh, a little while ago now, didn't we? And uh, you move on. You you, you know, you forget about things. And mm. then just listening back there, I, crikey, sometimes, Johnny, just sometimes I can talk sense. <laughs> Lincoln A to Z. And now... Lincoln A to Z, it's time to hear our writer-in-residence, Trevor Davis, as he's interpreted our R14 grid. R14, canic pits. What do you think of when you hear the words canic pits? Crap, innit? Canic. It's the pits. It's not really. The pits are a quarry where much of the stone used in walls around the very ancient village of Canic was sourced. Lots of history to Canwick. That's the cool way to pronounce it, by the way. Canwick. Two separate words. The first settlers arrived in the Neolithic period, approximately between 4,500 and 7,000 years ago, and then a more structured settlement came here in the Bronze Age, with a Barrow Cemetery near the River Witham. I got that historical bit from the internet. Google it. It's not my own original work. Plagiarised, though not in a bad way, 
I've added value to the original copy. I'm not going to go into any more detail either. There's a lot to read. It's been around a long time, and that's all we need to know for the purpose of this discourse. I've not actually visited the pits at Cannock. I'm not even sure you can, though it might be one of those former quarries where people can walk the dog or ride mountain bikes or just go for a bit of a walk. Usually there's a lot of interesting wildlife to observe, fauna and flora. I'm thinking rabbits and butterflies with the occasional bird flitting by, then a few flowers in the long grass. Possibly it's a place where lovers go, somewhere for a discreet cuddle away from the prying eyes of nosy villagers, curtain twitchers and tongue reporters. Telephone calls made expressly for the purpose of spreading the news. The same people see their husbands out on the drive on a Sunday morning, polishing the car, nipping down to the newsagent for a copy of the mail on Sunday. Maybe. Yeah. I get my stone from B&Q. That isn't really true. I don't buy stone. I got a barbecue from there recently, but now I'm straying off the subject. R14. Canic Pits. You know it makes sense. Our thanks to uh, Treff there, and I'd highly recommend visiting philosopherontap.com and, of course, buying his book, The Abandoned Sandy Shoe. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk Well, news just in uh, from our phrases, words and sayings, uh, Lincolnshire. Uh, news just in. It's Black O'er Bill's Tates. It's a weather report, this. It's Black O'er Bill's Tates, which means there's a storm coming. I like that one. I love it, yeah, yeah. That's really good. nice. Uh, one more here with our uh, Lincolnshire phrases. Uh, this is from Leslie Blanche Rose. Uh, a phrase for when you've got plenty of something, you say you've got enough to cobble dogs with. Which <laughs> oh, that's a lovely phrase, and I yeah, like that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a touch vulgar, but uh, but yeah, just just on the right <laughs> on, on the right side of things, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's our R14 uh, Canic Pits uh, grid. Now somewhere in this ragtag uh, and bobtail uh, program, uh, we did make a, a program about a grid, and uh, next week you can be assured. We'll be making a programme about another grid. Where are we going, Johnny? Uh, next week we are in grid reference G8, which is the Fostike Cycleway. It's basically the place where the uh, the Fostike Cycleway uh, is crossed by the, the new road, the A46 bypass, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the river, the, the Fostike itself. Okay, so we've gone from an area with not much population, well, no population in it, hardly, and that's what we're doing next week. Yeah, there is a pub in this one. Wahoo. Lincoln A to Z. Thanks for listening to the Lincoln A to Z podcast. Do you know anything about this or any of our other 52 grids? If so, we'd love to hear from you. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk has all the information and contact details you'll need. And don't forget the live Lincoln A to Z show is on Siren FM Monday nights from 9.